Oh wait, no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph. It is here where each and every Thursday, me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can get this podcast wherever you find your podcast service of choice. You can rate us a five stars over on Apple Podcasts. You can rate us five stars over on Spotify. And if you really, really like us, you could toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. So with all that said, and with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host whoever is, whoever will be making his grand return, Mr. Kyle Stevenson. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. You switched up the wording and you threw me off. So real talk. That was the first time I didn't look at the notes while doing the intro. Hey, you did great. Yeah. But did I my, I did, I, if you don't watch the show, I always like mine when Joe is, is same intro. Yeah. And usually when you do AKA, I, I play my head back and forth. You didn't do AKA and I was lost. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's the thing. Cause midway through, I'm like, I'm missing something. No, Joe, just stick with it. No, it just, was fantastic. All right. And don't, uh, don't adjust your TV sets if you're watching or your phones, whatever. Yeah. Joe and I, uh, unplanned, wore the same color today. <laughs> That's right. Well, I'm repping, I'm repping, repping our good friends uh, over at Carpool Gaming, Mr. Sean Capri shirt. I'm repping my own brand, 61Indie. Look at that. Look at that. A little bit of self-promotion. Yeah. And listen, real talk, when it comes to 61Indie, yeah. I get to say this to your face now. Uh-huh. First off, the community is so proud of you. Oh, I am you. so incredibly proud of you. Thank you. If y'all were living under a rock, they did their indie mini showcase. And um, holy crap, dude. It was awesome. Major outlets were covering it. You know, yeah. Friends over at Kind of Funny were covering it. We made it on the Jeff Grubb uh, game mess schedule. Yes. It was you, pretty cool. You guys literally kicked off packs. Yeah, we did. And I... I, I <laughs> Maybe there's a little bias here because I know you guys were buddies yeah. and whatnot, uh -huh. but uh -huh. that was literally one of the best showcases I've ever seen. Thanks, man. Like, I looked at that because like, every time I'm looking at something like an indie thing that uh, uh, our friends are doing, I'm like, how can I do it better? Right? Like, I'm analyzing. Sure. There was no way I could have pulled off any of that. Thanks, man. That was stellar. That, that means the world. I mean, that was a big thing for Mike and I and the rest of the 6-1-Indie team is we've watched enough showcases we know what works, what doesn't work, and we tried really, really hard to make it as entertaining and not wasting anybody's time who we were watching. And I, I think we let the games speak for themselves. Yep. We didn't spend too much time in between. Um, and like that, a huge shout out goes out to Mike because Mike did all the editing and everything. And he just he absolutely crushed it. He got all the games together with the developers talking back and forth worked his ass off and yeah. it, it it definitely paid off big time so shout uh, out to mike shout out to mike go to 61 and d on youtube and uh honest to god i i love it because it, it was like you're not wasting anybody's time it's 29 minutes it's yeah. not about the presenter and it's literally about the games and like <laughs> i'm just saying like the the idea and xbox twitch things could take a few notes man because you guys chef's kiss thank you just there may or may not be another one already in the works. Who there knows? you go. They do keep them coming because they're <laughs> yeah. fantastic. So that said, how was the super spreader event? I mean, PAX. Did you? Oh, <laughs> uh, it was good. It was a good yeah. time. It was weird being back in the convention center after that being the last thing I was in before everything shut down. Yeah. 
and seeing there was actually a lot of wide open spaces because it wasn't as jam packed as previous because all the all the big guys were gone. Yeah. Um, no PlayStation, no THQ Nordic, no Nintendo, no Xbox, no nothing. Um, so it was a, uh, no Square Enix. So it was a little weird, uh, but I think it's what PAX says best is it gave more time for the indies to, sh- to shine. Yeah, and there were a lot of really cool things there that I played. Um, but I and still trying to get my energy back man it was a it was a long four days yeah man and 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 this week instead of having like a buffer day before going back to work i i go to work and then i come home and i pass out real talk i I was like what because when you're like yeah i'm leaving on sunday i'm like i literally looked at that twitter post i was like that's a wrong move i would have left on saturday you got a good day to relax on sunday Uh, uh, looking back yeah probably should (laughs) have well now okay real talk did you use like like when you went back? Did you use? Did, were you in one of the carriages, one of those cool carriages, or you just went like with the normies? What do you? What did, did we? Are you saying we took like horse and buggy? <laughs> like what are you talking about? No, like in Amtrak they have like these oh. designated rooms that you guys can have. No, I did not. I no that that's like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I no, I, mean, I was listen, just in coach. Listen, that's always a dream of mine. Oh yeah, I, I think. I think I think going across country on Amtrak would be cool. Yeah, because I've always thought about like the like the old westerns where they're in their carriages. Like that seems dope. That yeah. seems nice and relaxing. Kick your feet up. You know, you're not next to any like hobos. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> with, with their their bundles on a stick right over and, their shoulder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't want to be with the normies. Everybody's coughing in my ear. Like Amtrak was already gross before the the global you know condition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, God mm-hmm. only knows what it is now. That said, Kyle, I'm happy you're back. Again, Glad I missed the back. crap out of you. I feel Same. the energy tonight. Yeah. And what better what better week for you to come in? Because literally, we're talking about it all. Like, we're talking about how Ubisoft is up for sale. And if we were shoe, should PlayStation go and buy it? We're going to be talking about PlayStation's new game preservation team, what it exactly means. And we're going to talk about the little controversy that just happened, how PlayStation now requires devs over a certain dollar limit to make demos for the PlayStation premium tier and how premium tiers uh, or your PlayStation now and PlayStation plus will not stack for your PlayStation uh, tiers when it converts over. And of course, we're going to be talking about it, how Xbox is currently out pacing PlayStation in this quarter, all that and so much more. Seriously, we're going to be talking about The Last of Us remake again. You know, there's a lot to discuss. But before we do, it's time for our Patreon pitch. Like we say each and every week, if we ever got you through a long car ride, a tough day at work, whatever your situation may be, it really does help us out if you toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash p trophy room it's the reason why we look so good and sound so great and want to thank our platinum members todd burowitz and talk i want to thank our gold members too soon gavin gottfried jose jimenez jedi master ren metal kirby awesome dave robbie bobby miller and strubles and bits i want to thank our silver plus members hide indoors marcus o'neill jb the purple monkey jadus von metal tim ulf justin rodriguez cypher primus captain logan brenton zachary k grim rick errington dewane raksha the good sir mr and mrs nasty boots drellish foolish fuji annie daynell kevin mitchell kevin diaz minx vigia the lord corgi elo 2032 stephen flesh jinx the 20th 
Bubble Boy N7, and Jesse Garcia. Thank you all so much for supporting us the way you do. And over on Patreon right now, we're going to have a little bit of a a little bit of an announcement. It's going to be really fun. It's going to be really awesome. It's going to be changing a little bit of the ways that we do stuff over at Patreon to make sure that we're getting stuff to you on time and making sure it's the best product that we can make. It's going to be really awesome. And let's, let's yeah. be real. Yeah. We've been, we've been slacking a little bit. Listen, it's been rough. It's been rough big time. <laughs> both, both of us going from having all the time in the world to now working full-time jobs and then balancing everything else. It's been tough to adjust. Yeah. So we 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 got we sat down, or you called me, made some changes, good yeah. changes. It's exciting changes. Honest to God, like I'm really excited for the shows that we're going to be producing because it's going to be bringing in more of the community. It's going to be being a part more of the community and bringing folks in. It's going to be a ton of fun. I can't wait um, to talk about it with you later. But again, Kyle, listen. Enough of the Patreon stuff. All right. Sure. God forbid I want to throw a Henry or what is it? What's the razor blade? Everybody talks Manscaped ad in here. Ah, yeah. Patreon helps us so we don't have to shell for major corporations. Okay. So help us help you. Patreon.com slash PS trophy room. Uh, so Joe doesn't have to do a Manscaped ad or what's the other one? Or sell you a sofa, a couch even. Yeah. Or, uh, um, you know, meal prep at your door. Yeah. Actually, uh, that those? would be super fucking convenient. I mean, that would be, that wouldn't be bad. Yeah, yeah. That said, Kyle, enough about purple mattresses. <laughs> the most comfortable mattress I've ever <laughs> slept on in my life. <laughs> but get the yours, best will give you cancer. Get yours now with code <laughs> Badbit <laughs> at checkout. All right, Kyle, it is time to square up the news. First bit of news that needs to be squared up is from Nick Tan over at PS Lifestyle. Nick writes, Sony has apparently created a PlayStation game preservation team. PlayStation has apparently formed a newly created preservation team, which could be in charge of preserving PlayStation classics, according to LinkedIn and Twitter posts by Garrett Friendly, a new senior build engineer at the company. His posts suggest that his that this team will be specifically dedicated to game preservation, leading to hopes that this will culminate in the much-requested PS3 emulation or, at the very least, archival work for the vast library of legacy PlayStation games. What is this new PlayStation game preservation team? As originally spotted by user Smitch on Reset Era, Fredly notes in his post on LinkedIn and partially restated on his post on Twitter. The game preservation was his, quote, first career passion, end quote. Today is my first day as a senior build engineer for PlayStation, working as one of their initial hires for the newly created preservation team. Game preservation was my first career passion. It was my first foray into the world of software engineering, uh, DevOps, and into a world that so many are unaware of. Let's go and ensure our industry's history isn't forgotten, end quote. It is unclear what the priorities will be for this new PlayStation game preservation team. Fred Lee himself has three years of experience as a software engineer at Electronic Arts, as noted on his main LinkedIn profile page, where he headed, quote, the preservation efforts for the FIFA franchise, resulting in the complete archival of multiple titles, end quote. He has also spoken about game, game preservation at GDC in March 2019 in a talk called Game Preservation Best Practices, a Real-Life EA Case Study. Yeah. Now, here's the deal. That sounds exciting, right, Kyle? Oh, very exciting. This sounds like something we always wanted. Yep. It's not at all what it sounds like. 
<laughs> yeah, pr- pretty much. It's not him going into the PlayStation Three emulation or anything like that. It's much more uh, backdoors related. So I really wanted to nip this one in the butt soon as po- but bud as soon as possible. Um, but I do want to like reassure folks because there has been murmurs and people talking behind the scenes of this is going to happen where PlayStation is going to look back at their legacy, most importantly, the PS3, and start emulating on that console or for that console. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jeff Grubb said it a week after the PlayStation tiers were released where he's like, they have teams working on it. It's not as simple as you think. Yeah. Um, because from what I understand, it's not like you make an emulation program and it works for every single game. Each game is almost like a case by case basis. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're figuring out a Rubik's Cube for each individual game. Well, that's kind of like how some PS4 games couldn't play on PS5. Exactly. Same thing. But this one is just like across the board. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, Kyle, I want to ask you, I, 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 I really. Real talk, son. <laughs> Whoa. Let's be real here. How how important yeah. is getting the PlayStation 3 emulation off the ground? I think that's huge. Yeah. Uh, I, I think when I when I talk about having the PlayStation library be more readily accessible because so many so much of the library is locked on hardware that is either tough to come by or it's way too expensive to get into. The PS3 is ripe with it. Like, yes, we are getting more and more remakes and remasters from PS3. So some of those big heavy hitters are being able to be played by new generations, which Mm -hmm. is great and all. But there's a lot of like when I there's a lot of just like PSN only titles on PS3 that are kind of stuck there. Mm -hmm. Um, there, There are other smaller cult classic ones that are not going to get that remaster remake right. treatment that are like the puppeteer. Stuff. Sorry, Marcus. Odia. No. Yeah, well, for sure. Puppeteer is huge. And, and it's, yes, you can play it on PlayStation now, um, but it's not there. There are so many others that are, are aren't able to be on PS now for right. whatever reason. And there is that stigma of like, listen, I have this PlayStation five, the most powerful PlayStation I could get. I want to play my games off that console, not off a server. Yeah, and I I get it. There's there's definitely some some truth to that, and I understand where people are like, I just want to download the games as well, yeah, which is seemingly absolutely. what you're going to be able to do with the PS1 and PS3 classics. I want that to to happen on PlayStation Three, and I don't think that's a. It's not a big ask. It's not a big ask. No. On the on the surface, but underneath, mm-hmm. it's kind of like PlayStation fans. I feel like we know why it's difficult so it, it it bums us out but on the other hand it's like you are a billion dollar company and this should this shouldn't be as hard as it is we're seeing emulation and sure we don't really know how well because we get these vertical slices on on twitter or social media or what have you of like you know these games are being run off like an xbox so it's like this could happen or, yeah. or pc emulation so like this could happen but it is i feel like it it is a seemingly bigger ask than we let on, and to me, like Kyle, I, humble brag, I got this bad boy, yeah, the Steam Deck in, and I've been playing PlayStation or, or PlayStation Remote Play, and I'm like, this is actually really good. When I play on uh, XCloud, which I have done a few times, I'm like, this actually isn't bad. This actually isn't terrible. This is 
pretty doable. And of course, I, it's not a one-to-one because someone in Nebraska is not going to have the same inter- yeah. internet that I have. But mm-hmm. I, I feel like we will get there. I feel like we will get PlayStation 3 emulation somewhere down the line. When do you think that's going to be? How do you think that rollout's going to gonna oh. look like? I I don't see it being before next summer. Okay. Fair. I think give it a year. Uh, by that point, the new PlayStation Plus services, the premium services, will have a year under its belt. Yeah. And I think that could be a nice little one-year anniversary kind of thing. Yeah. And just roll them out. Trickle them out. Yeah. It, it's not going to be like, we have, we have the whole catalog. It's like, no, we got like yeah. the Nathan Drake collection. Yeah, you, you start with Resistance 1 and 2. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to start there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then that's it. That's it. That's all, the only two we need. <laughs> now, here, here's, a, here's another question for you. Uh-huh. Will we actually be able to buy these games mm. without being on the service because siphon filter i think one and two have been rated by like the the psp ones yeah so do you think that this is just for the streaming service or do you think maybe we can just buy the individual games i want to say yes we can buy them Mm -hmm. but i do think it's just for the streaming services Fair enough. That disappoints me. But uh, uh, well, hold that. Hold on, sir. Okay, all right, okay. A siphon filter getting rated. Come on. That's awesome. That's, yeah, that's it's super exciting. We should be happy and excited about that. That that is going to be those games are going to be part of that service. Yeah. Including like the PSP ones, the ones that I didn't get to play. Yeah. So that gives me more hope that there's going to be a lot of quote unquote deep cuts of the old playstation library games that are going to be available on that service yeah and everybody i talk to says it they're like yeah there's like the premium tier is not that great but then once i ask like yeah but if they have trophy support they're like well that all changes exactly so yeah. i i really do, i i don't like the rollout that they've been doing oh yeah no. information i don't think it's mm-hmm. great we're going to be talking more about it soon but like to me i i once we see the catalog that they're working with i feel like that's when we get to make the final judgment call of is this service actually worth it but like yeah. seeing like siphon filter get rated gives me a lot of hope man because i am i am so in i need yeah. i need a siphon filter reboot stat it's very much like how we were we talk all the time when we don't hear from playstation for so long yeah. and we're complaining about it and we're like come on talk talk to us <laughs> and then the moment they show us something that that thought's gone That's we're true. happy about it so it's the same thing here like yeah I wish we knew what games we were getting. I wish we knew what games are streaming only. But, like, all that will go away the moment they actually talk. And I feel like the most important thing for PlayStation out the gate for me is, like, what are you doing for PlayStation 1? What are you doing for PlayStation 2? Because I was nine years old, so I didn't have the <laughs> – believe it or not, I didn't have the cash back then uh-huh. to go to my local Toys R Us and go, I want a Rainbow Six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll take one Gex the Gecko, please. <laughs> I'll take one Croc the Legend of the Gobos. Thank you very much. Like, wow, you are well, your vocabulary for a nine-year-old is fantastic. I'm like, yes, sir. Certainly. <laughs> Mama, I have to go potty. <laughs> Mother, I must dispense. <laughs> so yeah, listen. The preservation team, a little bit of a bummer that it isn't the thing we we desperately want, but I'm pretty Stoke. 
pretty still sure cool. That, I mean, I mean, it, it, it's not what we want, but it is for future. Yeah, making sure that all our games are going to be preserved from here on forward. Yeah, I mean nice. that's still pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That said, Kyle, you know what's really cool? I guess. Yeah. What? <laughs> not really. Actually, now that I'm reading this headline. How Sony's requiring some devs to provide free trials for the PlayStation Plus subscribers. Yeah, that next bit of news that's squaring up. The Joe just read the title and threw me off. Ethan Gotch over at Kotaku, Sony requiring some game devs to provide free trials to PS Plus subscribers. When Sony combines PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now in June, its new most expensive tier will be $18 a month and include time-limited game trials. But most games don't currently have such demos. To fix that moving forward, Game Developer now reports Sony will require all developers of games at a wholesale cost over $34 to also release free demos for subscribers to try. So far, the new policy appears to have only been, com- only been communicated through Sony's developer portal, rather than an official announcement to third-party partners. Kotaku's own sources have confirmed. The game trials would have to be two hours long, released within the first three months of the game coming out, and be available for at least a year. Developers can still propose alternative demo formats on a case-by-case basis, and the new rule wouldn't apply to VR games. Sony did not respond to your to a request for comment. But the game trials could end up hurting some developers' bottom lines. They can have a major impact on game sales, as Steam developers subject to the Valve storefront's two-hour return policy can attest. And it doesn't appear that Sony is offering any extra compensation to developers in exchange for providing the new perk. Okay, so... I don't know how I feel about this, Kyle. I'm uh-huh. I'm kind of of two minds about it. So this article came out um, and I was like, well, this kind of sucks because if a developer doesn't get any incentive for making this demo, like they have to budget their time. They have to budget the game that they're making in order to just put a demo in there. But it looks like that PlayStation is going to the front the bill per se, because they will actually handle the demo process for you, which is nice. Because mm-hmm. to me, I, I wasn't thinking about, oh, how is Tiny Tina's dev team going to really scrounge up the cash? I'm thinking about like how the Sifu team is going to help, you know, make that game or the, the their next project. Because mm-hmm. Sifu came out and, and it was 40 bucks. Kina came out, it was 40, 50 bucks. So like, you know, it, it, in terms of scaling as an indie dev, that could that can really hurt. So I, I like that PlayStation's like, no, 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 don't worry. We got you here. But then the incentive of, but what if someone, and this is weird, this is where it gets a little inception-y. What if someone tries the demo out, doesn't like it, but they were going to buy it if this trial didn't exist. That does hurt the developer. And they don't get any incentive for even just someone downloading the trial. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, at face value, I, I like this. Yeah, I, I like having uh, a demo to try out a game that I was on the fence about, and I feel like that's the key. I feel like the only games that are going to that I think people are going to use this for are the ones that they're on the fence about. I don't think you and I are, or or like the hardcore PlayStation player is going to be like, oh, you know what? Let me try out two hours of God of War Ragnarok to see if I like it. Right? No, we're going to buy it no matter what. It, it's going to be like the third party ones that are. That we've heard mixed things of previews or whatnot. Like, right. Or you may not think it's your jam. 
Exactly. Like I could see like a Ghostwire Tokyo uh, having a two hour demo to see if you you dig that kind of combat or whatnot. Yeah. Um. So on on paper, I love it. Yeah, it does suck that it could potentially hurt the the devs. Uh, uh you play those two hours and you miss out on a sale. Yeah. Uh, I think that definitely sucks, but. I, I feel like this is also an answer to that, uh, you know, that question or that statement that are, that's been, oh my God, can't speak. That's this. been uh, thrown about uh, in the past couple of months of like, right. is Sony anti-consumer? Mm. I mean, this to me, this is a pro-consumer thing because they're letting mm. you try out games. I mean, if you, and, and that was actually my next question is like, yeah, but like if you have, you know, it's not actually 18 bucks a month, but if you're only doing it month by month and not year or three months, sure. 18 bucks a month. Yes. You are paying for this service, uh-huh. yeah. which is to me, essentially, I'm not actually looking at it as a demo. I'm actually looking at it as the valve return policy. Mm. So it's like, oh, you're just actually just giving me the option of returning a game. Hmm. And that's where I I feel like my mentality is kind of skewed because I do like it face value. I'm getting this premium service. <laughs> I got it already by by being an, an, a year plus uh, now member. But like to me, I'm like, yeah, this should have been maybe a base tier thing. I think this would have been sure. really cool at the nine dollar tier, and I think that would be an incentive enough to join the service. But it, it's a it's a weird thing where it's like I like this because I know I'm getting the perk, but I feel like more people should be getting the perk. Yeah, if that makes no, sense. And, and I agree with that as well. I think it or or have it again in a, a tier system where the base tier only gets like forty five minute demo. Sure, and like you, you like parcel I, it out. <laughs> yeah, parcel it out a little bit. The middle tier gets an hour, and yeah. then the, the the premium tier gets two hours. Yeah. I, to me, I I like it. For the sense of the devs don't get, it seems like, hurt via, like, having to change the scope of the game. And I like the, your argument that you made. It's just like, if you've looked at the, the trailer and you've been, like, quote, unquote, sold on the game, genuinely speaking, you're going to just buy the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is for the games, like, I'm thinking in my head, like, for me, it would be Nobody Saves the World. Someone that was never going to 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 really, you know, buy that game, but then being able to experience it, it's one of my games of the year right now. Yeah. So, like, for people that just want to explore when it comes to games, I, I think that is a great incentive for a base level. Yeah. And to just have the option of demos that are something that just truly just doesn't exist anymore yeah. is is nice. And I do understand that even when it comes to demos back then, as they do now, those costed a lot of money for devs to create. Yeah. So if this is the way that you're going to fix that, I'm I'm all I'm I also don't view this any different than me being that dumb nine year old kid from before uh, (laughs) at like the, uh, you know, the drugstore picking up a prescription and seeing on the magazine rack, the latest PlayStation magazine that comes with the demo disc and and only able to get that demo disc when I buy the magazine And and then I'm home and I play that demo disc like crazy. Shit, what a good argument that was. Because we're thinking these things just rain from the goddamn no, sky. No, they, they did it. somewhere. That's no. true. You yeah. still had to ba- buy the I'm magazine. Like, I think 
even P- I think Pizza Hut has some demos, but even then you had to like buy a pizza to get the demo disc. Shit. I mean, that is a good argument. Like you go to Burger King for Sneak King, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. I see that. That's that's a good point to be made. Cause I yeah, that's a good point. Cause yeah, there were some free demos, but usually you stole them in those magazines. Yeah. And like some of the the bigger demos that I can think of is like I think Metal Gear Solid Two, that demo was came with Zone of the Enders, mm. and like Final Fantasy Eight came with the demo came with something else. Like they were packaged within the game already. You're right. So it's like this is just clever marketing. Jesus, Kyle, you're on <laughs> fire tonight. Let me tell you because I did not think about this because everybody gets like, I remember the back of the day a demo used to be a demo and not something you had to. And you're right. It's like no, and, these came out of is magazines. Back in the day when we rented a game from Blockbuster, is that not renting a basically a demo for a few days? Son of a... He's making good points, guys. He's making good points. Someone on Twitter, cut this man down. <laughs> All right, so you know what? I You won me over on that argument. I can't find yeah. I can't find something that, that defeats still, you. I, I, I still agree with you, though. It should still be at, like, the base tier. Yeah, absolutely. Kyle, you know what should be at the base tier? <laughs> <laughs> What should be at the base tier, Joe? Listen, guys, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real. <laughs> it was my sister-in-law's birthday. I, I'm two pieces of cake and three coffees, <laughs> just raring to go hyper. My brain is firing off levels that I don't know. It hasn't been seen since that one movie. What's the What's the movie where the guy takes a pill and he he's like smart? Limitless. <laughs> yeah, Limitless. Bradley Cooper. I'm Bradley Cooper's Limitless right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that movie's only been referenced right now. <laughs> Bradley Cooper's Earsburg. I think someone's talking about Limitless. Some other. Actually, you know what? I think they made a TV show based on it, too, I think. Of course. I don't know I'm thinking about it. Anyway, uh, Hyrun Cryer over at Game Rant writes, Ubisoft is reportedly up for sale. As reported by Bloomberg, talks are being held about the potential of several private equity firms acquiring Ubisoft. Talks are apparently early on, but include private equity firms like Blackstone Incorporated and KKR and Company, and several current and former Ubisoft developers told Kotaku that they believe the company will eventually be sold. This is according to the developers Kotaku spoke to due to the flagging stock price of Ubisoft over the last year or so. Additionally, Kotaku reports that Ubisoft has been auditing various parts of its business with several outside consultancy firms. And while this is a standard practice for any business, Kotaku sources claim this is in preparation for an acquisition. When asked about a potential acquisition as recently as February 2022, Ubisoft CEO Yves Guimont said that the company, quote, can remain independent, end quote, but would consider acquisition offers. Guimont indicated that no acquisition offer for Ubisoft had been made at the time, adding that, quote, we will not speculate on why people haven't made an offer, end quote. Oh, my God. What a what a saying. What a quote. Why have why people haven't made an offer yet? <gasps> First off, they did make a Limitless show. Lasted a oh, okay. season. Okay. And if video watchers saw my face, Jennifer Carpenter's in it, and she plays oh. Deb in Dexter. Yeah. I loved I her in that show. Yeah. All right. Listen, enough about Jennifer Carpenter. Nagachaka writes in, how did Ubisoft end up in this situation? Ubisoft has franchises that we were absolutely, oh, 
come on, awesome Dave's <laughs> influence on the show were absolute bangers, such as Assassin's Creed, Rainbow Six, Watch Dogs, Far Cry, The Division, Splinter Cell, and Mario. What's, what's a Mario game? I think Mario and Rabbits. Mario and Rabbits uh, should be easy to be successful, right? Right. I mean, I'm, yeah, it should yeah. be. And Those are household names as far as I'm concerned. It's yeah, I mean, like you take a look at like just Rainbow Six alone and Assassin's Creed. Those are two huge, yeah, huge titles. Both of them make a ton of recurring income for Ubisoft. So you're thinking to yourself, why are they in this mess? And it becomes kind of easy to see when you take a look at their their games that they're have having cooking up right now that still haven't come out yet. Right. So to me, they have so many games that are just stuck in the pipeline because of how they were impacted due to the pandemic. And they don't know how to see themselves out of it. Right. Like Skull and Bones just got, uh, I think, some alphas being handed out. But even right now, that game was announced like three, maybe even oh, four years ago. I, I want to say four. Yeah. It's been, I'll, I'll look that up because it's been a while. I mean, there's like a roller derby game that they've announced like four oh, plus years yeah. ago as well yeah 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 and that's like, not out yet no you got beyond good and evil too that is just in limbo the creators left like mm-hmm. there are a lot of games stuck that prince in of the persia pipeline. remake that uh, or remaster or whatever Oof. it is looks like it's getting an absolute overhaul so they're they're hurting and it's not because of their success, but it's also because of the success of these franchises. It's because working from home is tough. Working with a team of just a dozen people is difficult when it's working from home. Times that by literally 20,000 people that work at Ubisoft, that's an undertaking. That's an absolute undertaking. And all the people living because the alleged uh, toxic workplace is just a whole lot of mess is going on right now at Ubisoft. It's why they they found themselves there. Uh- to note, yeah. uh, Skull and Bones game began development in 2013 as an wow. expansion to Black Flag, and then it went off on its own. It was unveiled at Ubisoft's press conference in 2017. Hmm. So okay. five years at this point. So it kind of starts making sense. Yeah. Yeah. Again, they're they are they have some massive pipeline issues that they need. To address, but Matthew Kennedy writes in. He says, I have a question. I love how you guys always talk about how it pleases you to see Sony organically building studios and how their recent purchases have been supported by those ideas. However, with Microsoft's giant publisher acquisitions, Activision and Bethesda, I know technically a developer, but all things considered, dot, 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 I get you, I get you. It doesn't seem likely that they could even legally be in line for the Ubisoft takeover. That would be like landing on boardwalk with hotels up the wazoo. Ubisoft has in recent years had its share of issues and come under fire with some pretty heavy allegations. Yet with so many high profile franchises like Assassin's Creed and Tom uh, Clancy uh, series, is this something that you would like to see Sony pursue? Great question, Matthew. You're right. I don't think Microsoft's in the position to go out there and purchase a large publisher. And I think even if they tried, they'd be shot down. Do you think so? I, I mean, after them spending all that money on Bethesda and, and Activision, yeah, I think so. 
No, I think they got one more in them. Eh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think they got one more in them. Don't don't count all your chickens there, Kyle. <laughs> this is a mega corporation that will lobby their way to get what they want. Sure, sure. Um, just like anybody would. Uh, yeah. So, or any corporation would. So, Kyle, yeah. I, right now, Microsoft probably out of the running because they are right now trying to prove that they won't be a monopoly in this industry. So, Activision, they're just like, look, we're going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Just don't look at anything else. Um, and with Ubisoft right now being in trouble and being a much smaller company, do you feel like they actually, though, make sense for Sony to pick up? If you were Shuhei Yoshida, who mm-hmm. actually runs PlayStation, who yeah. actually may be the gaming, part of the gaming Illuminati. Sure. Which consists of him, Miyamoto, and Phil Spencer. Yeah. And Reggie. Reggie's always there. And Reggie. Yeah. Yeah. Reggie's the one that's wearing the cloak. Oh, yeah. He's the, 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 the headmaster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> would I, as you go after Ubi, yeah. it's tough. I think Ubi has way more problems behind the scenes. Yep. And I, I don't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole. Like, yes, the, yes. the games and the IP are super enticing. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel like there's a lot of things to fix there. Yeah. And I think their problems are literally way bigger than Activision because their employee sizes double that of Activision. Mm. So you're talking about 19, 20,000 people. The redundancies of that are going to be crazy. So, like, do you really even want the bad press when you're laying off a ton of people? Like, you know, Bethesda was in quote unquote good shape when Microsoft purchased them. Activision, they're gonna have to do some some shakeups there. Some people, some redundancies will be there. They will be having to let go. Ubisoft is a company that is, to me, I look at it incredibly bloated with a lot of ideas and not well enough execution. And with toxic, you know, elements allegedly in there as well. That's a lot. That's a lot on your plate. So to me, for Sony to go in there and go, hey, we want to purchase you because like Assassin's Creed is Assassin's Creed and Tom Clancy is a well-known name. Yeah. But even then it's kind of waned throughout the years, I feel. I don't know if it's worth all the trouble and all the bad press when you eventually have to let go of a ton of people. Yeah. And to me, it's like, where do you start? Where are the legal... Where does the legal line or, or red tape start and where does it end? Mm-hmm. So I actually don't, it's, it's also one of the many reasons why I don't want necessarily, you know, PlayStation to go out there buy a publisher because again, that there's, that's a lot of mess and a lot of culture that needs changing. Yeah. And I don't know if really many people are up to it. That's why Kyle, it scares me seeing this, these private equity firms, looking to acquire Ubisoft mm-hmm. because you know, what private equity groups like these firms do is they literally lean a company out. Like they, they cut out all the quote unquote fat. They don't care about any of the games that are being made. You know, they don't, they just want to make sure it's profitable and lean enough. And then they're going to sell them again. And maybe that's when Microsoft goes ahead and purchases them. But to me, that scares me more because what, what does a redundancy at KKR firm look like? Yeah. And, and people that don't actually understand the, the creative effort that makes mm-hmm. a video game, like say what you will about Sony or Microsoft, but they have people 
in positions of power that actually understand how games work. Yeah. And sure, they may see the dollar sign before the developer, but at least they see the developer. These guys have no idea what they're walking into, and they're just going to buy something to, again, make it lean and then sell it. I could totally see these private firms be like, oh, why are there three studios working on the same title? Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. Mm-mm. One studio should be able to handle it. Because like Ubisoft has teams around the world, and they all work together uh, to, to make one game. Yeah. So like I can totally see them being like, yeah, you don't need these other studios. You're making it yourself. These other two get going. Yeah. I, I it's just that's a part that does so there is a part of me that's just like, man, it, Microsoft, you want to step in here, save this company? PlayStation, you want to come in here, save this company? Tencent, maybe you walk back a couple of mm-hmm. steps. Uh but like someone come in there and 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 help these teams out cuz I genuinely I, feel like they need it. I I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for this, Joe. Say it. Just say it with your chest. I kind of want EA and Ubi to merge. I think that's where it would make the most sense. Like I think that EA makes or the 2K. most sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm I, okay I with you. that. I'm okay I, with that. Yeah. I feel you. Uh, any, anybody, because even, even at EA, I, I get it. I, I get it. It's EA. Yes. I, yeah. It's still not KKR Firm no. or Blackstone Inc. Or like you said, it's not Tencent. It's the devil I know. Mm-hmm. So like I much deal with this devil than these cert suits that I don't because they could be they could be even worse. So like if even like the only reason why I would want Sony to buy them is to literally maybe save them from some suits that don't get it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, the last question on this is from Stingray uh, X who writes in which dormant Ubisoft game would you like to see revived? Ooh. So if let's just say PlayStation does pick them up, let's just say let's yeah. get crazy. Mm-hmm. Let's take our shirts mm-hmm. off. What game do you want to see revived over everybody? He's doing it and he's rocking a 12 pack. It's ridiculous. Ladies, gentlemen, take a gander at those guns. I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> and he's uh, available. Um, Dormant IP. Why is it Rayman? Oh, you took it. <laughs> and why are we giving that to Asobi? Oh, oh my God! Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah Raymond's the easy answer because even the newer Rayman games—they were so good. Mm-hmm. And and that is a question I ask all the time: is like, why aren't you making more? Yeah. Or what was it? Legends and yeah. was it Origins? Was it? Yeah, Origins and Legends. I believe. Yeah, I mean, fantastic platformers that were absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why they don't go. The one thing we take from Rayman are the rabbits. You know what I mean? Like I don't. <laughs> where where did we go wrong in this yeah, universe? I get uh, it. Uh, in addition, though, I would love Ubi to bring back Ubi Arts, mm. Child of Light, Valiant Hearts. Yes. Like make those small, cute, very well made games in different genres. Yeah. I I, f- I feel like that was something so unique that they did. It, it was. It was EA Originals before EA Originals. Yeah. And I, I don't know, understand why they haven't gone back to it. Yeah. And also just give me more Immortals because I love that game. Yeah. It looks like that that's something we will be getting, which is exciting. But I'm, I'm kind of right there with you, man. I, 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 you know, give give Beyond Good and Evil to like a sucker punch, you know? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like give, <laughs> like give even Rayman to... Or even the rabbits to like media molecule. 
Oh like, yeah. Do something. Mm-hmm. Do something. Like you can make the oh, rabbits no, fun. Oh no, 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 no. Um. Oh my god. What's that? Uh, Pixel Opus. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, there's yeah, that would be really fun to see. But again, there's just a lot of fixing with that company. A yeah. lot of it. And to me, when I if if I'm PlayStation, I'm looking at the portfolio. Going, we are so. We are too much alike. Our games, our portfolios, exactly. just it would be more yeah. of the same, but us doing it obviously way better. Yep, I, and which is why I think Square Enix would be the better purchase of the two. Yeah, I, I do think that at the end of the day, again, I truly believe all roads lead to Square. No insider information, nothing. I just got a lot of gusto. I got a lot of confidence. I'm saying it with my chest. Mm-hmm. So it shall be. It shall be. Kyle, you know what shall be as <laughs> well? That sounded like we were in church. It shall be. It shall be. And the Lord said, it shall be. It shall be. <laughs> and what shall be is, uh, you know, Xbox is doing really well. Yeah. Tom Phillips over at Eurogamer writes, Xbox Series X and S have taken share globally in console market for past two quarters. Microsoft says it's, it is it is gaining console market share globally thanks to to the success of Xbox Series X and S. The comments came from Microsoft boss Satya Nadella speaking during the company's third quarter results call. Nadella did not say which company it has specifically gained market share from, though quarterly results from U.S. numbers from U.S. numbers firm NPD this week pointed to Xbox availability being key compared to the supply-constrained PlayStation. Indeed, Nadella... Nadella, not Nutella. That's something completely yeah. different. Uh, Nadella reiterated what we knew from NPD already, that in terms of revenue, at least, Xbox Series X and S has been the best-selling console in the U.S. over the past quarter. This extended elsewhere, too, he continued. Quote, with our Xbox Series X and S consoles, we have taken share globally for two quarters in a row, and we are the market leader this quarter among the next-gen consoles in the United States, Canada, U.K., and Western Europe, Nadella said. There was no new stat for Xbox Game Pass subscriber numbers pegged at 25 million in January, though Nadella noted more than 10 million people had now streamed games using Xbox Cloud Gaming. Microsoft reported revenues from the last quarter for its gaming division were up 6% year-on-year. Gaming analyst Daniel Ahmad noted this equated to the, quote, best non-holiday quarter for Xbox ever, end quote. Hardware sales were up 14% year-on-year, a good sign that Xbox consoles are easier to get a hold of in 2022 than last year. So, I want to just point out something. When a company's doing well, that's when they'll start talking about the numbers. When they're not doing well, that's when they're pretty silent. I knew this was going to happen when Xboxes were going to start selling better again. They're going to start talking about it. Just pointing it out there, just highlighting it. It's just interesting to me. But... Uh, let's bring in the first question from Nasty Boots. And uh, I, I feel like there's some energy coming out of Nasty Boots, as there oh, always should okay. be. He always brings a little chaos, and I like it. He asks, okay, do you feel like Xbox is outselling PlayStation because it, like the PS3 to uh, 360 times, where Xbox had a better offering? Or is it because you can't get a PlayStation 5 and people are settling for Xbox? Or... Is it because Xbox bought everything that's big in gaming except for FIFA and people feel like Xbox has a better offer, better offering? I think it's a little bit of column A and B and C, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so, you know, we, we were having debates of like, how well is Xbox really selling? I walk into a Best Buy, I see Series S's everywhere. I do. Oh, yeah, same. Ton of them. Um, and I think what Matt Piscatella has echoed constantly every time that he's about to put out the numbers and get yelled at by either the Xbox fanboys or the PlayStation fanboys is it all comes down to how the availability looks like. So like MPD this week pointed to Xbox availability being key. Microsoft gets to throw their weight around to manufacturers. It seems to go, Hey, we're Microsoft. We need components and we are willing to pay a large sum more than PlayStation or Sony could afford to get these things on the market. It just seems like some great brutal tactics for Microsoft's end to gain that market share because yeah, yeah, Sony can't just shell out the wampum that Microsoft's ability to take the hit on is. So I think that is one of the reasons why you see Xboxes so much in the wild is they're really willing to to foot that bill because they are a trillion dollar company. And that's what you're really seeing is like what happens when you match up a billion dollar company with a trillion dollar company is, is what you're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. And I think to some PlayStation fans, it doesn't seem exactly fair when, you know, Xbox buys publishers seemingly left and right, but it's business and we aren't on teams. So to me, this is just Xbox, making the right calls. And it's going to be really interesting to me when I take a look at this. They're like, this wasn't during holiday. And this is during a huge drought. Yeah. So like what happens when Xbox actually has those games coming out every quarter? Yeah, exactly. I don't know, man. What what did you think of all this news? Is it because there's just more Xboxes out there? You generally think they're doing a better job. Yeah. I I think, like you said, it's a little bit of everything. I, I, I think they are doing a better job as far as like making sure they're more readily available. I do think it's because people walk into a Best Buy or a Target or a Walmart and they see the Xbox there and they probably have a salesperson in the electronics department and be like, hey, if you had Xbox, here's this thing called Game Pass with a ton of games available on it. Yeah. Like you don't have to buy another game. You just pay a little a small fee for a month and then get access to all these things. I think that does and I know people hate this, I, I but like that's going to sway the moms and the dads and the grandparents when, when they right. go in to buy gifts for the, for their the yeah. children. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a little bit of everything and they should celebrate it because it is, it's a huge win. Yeah. It's, it's, it's huge. They're doing great. And like, yeah. to me, when I see PlayStation people like freak out, I'm like, why are you freaking out? This is just going to make, if, if Sony's complacent and they do nothing, they go out of business. So they can't be complacent and do nothing. Yeah. They're going to have to do stuff. And yeah. that's exciting. Hey, Joe, are you upset that Xbox sold well? No, I don't care. No, I'm not either, because my PlayStation is right there behind me. It's, I don't care. Exactly. I'm just playing games and enjoying myself. Exactly. I'm not a loser that looks at these MPD and goes, I need to make a, you know. Yeah. I, uh, I see the numbers that I'm going to go upstairs and look video. in the mirror and put on the war paint. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to go to the war and, and stretch the thumbs and then immediately start tweeting. Exactly. No, that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to start putting asterisks over everything <laughs> Matt Piscatella says. <laughs> No, I'm going to tell this man how to do his job. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's a number of things. I think, listen, their their catalog's way better. How they got them, I don't think matters at this point. They have it. It's a really compelling catalog. It's so good for them. Mm-hmm. I still enjoy my PlayStation catalog way oh, yeah. more, but it's still good. Mm-hmm. And, and they're in a better position and they're forcing PlayStation to make different 
you know, tactics. I don't want it to be a generation where it was with the PS4, though I loved all those games, where it was just like, you know, that's, that's, Xbox was getting, was getting pummeled. You know, I don't want a generation like that. I want to see yeah. these, these, these companies truly compete in, in big ways. So yeah, this is, this is, I fun. want, I want a 10 round fight back and forth the entire generation. Absolutely. And I think you're seeing that, like when we're talking about the PlayStation tiers, when we're talking about, you know, game preservation, they're, they're, um, you know, the looter shooters that they're trying to make them going out there and purchasing studios like Housemark. This is happening because the market's forcing them to do this. And I think that is just that that's great for everybody involved because you're going to get to see people like Housemark and Bluepoint make triple A games. Yeah. So it's great. Keep them coming. Keep 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 fighting each other. I don't care. Fuji writes in. She goes, as someone who works in retail and sells these next gen consoles, I'm curious to know if the supply will ever catch up to the demand. What are your thoughts? Probably in four years. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, mean, man. that's what it feels like when, when it comes to PS5. I feel like they are three years behind at this point, I feel yeah. like. I, I really think PlayStation and, 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 and Xbox are still kicking themselves because they know these consoles would be flying off the shelf still. You know, we we just start getting replenished, I think. So to if it wasn't for the situation that we're in. So to me... I, I genuinely think probably by mid to late 2023 is when you're going to see things truly get like a semblance of normal because we're still going through a lot right now. So I, I do think they say 2023 should be early 2023 is when things get back on track. And I think once the tracks are firmly set, that's where you're going to see all these things start coming, coming into play. So Agreed. Uh, hopefully soon, hopefully soon. All right. King Harry writes, Henry writes in. Which one? The fifth, sixth, or seventh? Henry, write in. Let us know. Hopefully he's not the fifth. Because you started some shit with the Catholic Church. <laughs> that was a beef that was forever. <laughs> that still remains. All right. With the Series S selling really well, do you think this could potentially have a negative effect on future games from both Microsoft and third parties. Will we see a potential of PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X's if the S is the market leader? No, I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. But I, I don't think the Series S is going to change anyone's outlook or the way they run their games or studios. Yeah, I know for a fact Game Pass will change the way developers develop their games. Yeah. You know, I've been told this. It's going to change the way that they they play the or they make their games because they got to make these games incredibly compelling really fast. Right. So you're not going to get like a like a two hour prologue. You're going to probably get like a 45 minute one at best because they know people could just come in and out and hop in and out. So to me, I think it's actually more of the services that are going to change and not or change the industry more than like the box uh, or the power of said box. It's going to change things. That's it, Kyle. Any any more discussion on that? No. Okay. When when's PlayStation's funeral? When are we get when are we putting the flowers down on the grave? Uh, and doing the deuces. When's Phil Spencer <laughs> doing the deuces <laughs> to the grave? You think? Well, what what is is that the uh, is that another Grant Gustin? Meme? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Big never. fan of Grant <laughs> Gustin memes, man. <laughs> Big fan. This guy is a treasure. Uh, I'll give it a year. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, they're dead. That's what everybody says. It has to be done. Uh, I mean, all right, there could fair. only be one. 
Uh, Kyle, it's time for Flash News. Gotta go, gotta go fast. Gotta go run. We're running right now. PlayStation Plus games have been revealed for the month of May. Leaked first, of course. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> uh, we got FIFA 22. You got the FIFAs for yep. PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. I can make that accent. You can't, Kyle. Please well, I wasn't that. going to try. Uh, I felt like you were like, eh, uh. I thought you said virus. I was like, well, that's no, weird. no, 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 no. I'm talking about like my relatives coming in and looking for FIFA. All right. Okay. For PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. Curse of the Curse of the Dead Gods coming on to PlayStation 4 and Tribes of Midgar coming to PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. Oh boy. Oh boy. Tribes of Midgar was a game you were looking forward to. I was. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's here. Now I get to play it. It's cool. And I've heard good things of Curse of the Dead Gods. That's what I like. Honestly, people are like, ah, this month kind of sucks. I'm like, are you kidding me? Because I think Curse of the Dead Gods is like one I'm going to actually play. And Tribes of Midgard is one I'm going to actually play as well. FIFA. And as a as a sports gamer, I'm excited to get the new FIFA. Yeah, this is great. I, I actually yeah. really like this month. I think it's really good. And I think people are losing their minds. So Famous Seamus actually writes, what are your thoughts on May's PlayStation Plus lineup? I think it's legitimately great, Seamus. I do too. Yeah. All right, get get ready, kids. We're about to lose our minds, our goddamn gourds. Uncharted Legacy: A Thieves Collection comes to place. Or sorry, comes to PC. Now PlayStation already went there. Comes to <laughs> PC June twentieth. Sweet. Oh man. Oh Can you man. play that on your Steam Deck? I will. Mm. That's right. That's right. That's very nice. It's the future, man. <laughs> Uh, the new PlayStation Plus launching. Oh, yeah. These are the new tiers are officially. We got dates, y'all, for the new PlayStation tiers. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this, Kyle? Now I have. <laughs> uh, in the Asian mar- markets, excluding Japan, uh, targeting May 23rd, 2022. Japan on June 1st. The Americas on June 13th. And in Europe in June 22nd. Exciting. Cool. I would like to see the games that come yeah, right? <laughs> at launch. Usually, I mean, usually you see the games and then you get the date. We're working in reverse here. So, that, I mean, that does give us a little bit of a deadline of when we think we're going to see them. Yeah, I mean, it has, right, like before May 23rd. I mean, knowing PlayStation is going to be after we record the show. Oh, absolutely. It will. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm going to say right here. In two weeks when we record, it'll be May 11th, which is my birthday. Okay. We will talk about the games and the tears on that episode. Fair enough. I'm calling it. Fair enough. I, I want it to be the case because I, I, I want I want to see these goddamn games, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The Last of Us remake leaked ahead of 2022 release. Question mark comes from Eurogamer. Ooh. Naughty Dog QA. Corey Hong uh, has both QA testing and development support uh, in environment design for an unannounced multiplayer project and QA testing development support plus level point of contact unannounced remake project. Jesus Christ, what a title listed on their resume. This fans expect relates to both Last of Us long awaited standalone multiplayer uh, component and the remake of the initial game. Also, I think one of the developers straight out like teased. We got something cooking up for you this year. So, uh, cool. You, you hear that? Sean and Ryan? Guess who has it on their team for fantasy critic? <laughs> That's right. Uh, oh, we do. That's right. How's, how's, uh, how's the Wii Sports doing, you 
nerds. <laughs> oh, rocking that 72, you dumb pieces of <laughs> suck. Oh, you guys are worthless. Love you guys. All right. Uh, variable refresher. I like how you say that wearing their shirt. Yeah, right? <laughs> You dumb idiots. <laughs> Love the show. Variable refresh rate, VRR for short, hits PlayStation 5 today. A handful of titles will be updated specifically to take advantage of the feature, including literally any game that Insomniac has made for the PlayStation 5. You goddamn awesome. wizards over there. I love you all so much. Please follow me on Twitter. and make me feel alive. Uh, you will be able to toggle an option to apply in unsupported games, too. Oh, cool. Kyle, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? I've I've I saw that it was going live. Um, I did not get the update though. I have not gotten the update either. I don't even know if my TV supports it. No, no, no. We we're LG C1 boys, right? I I don't think I'm a C1. Oh, Kyle. I think where I'm did, a C9. Where did we go wrong? I'm gonna check my PlayStation out right now. Um, and I can't wait to say that I see the difference and actually not see the difference. Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So for again, from what I'm aware, uh, VRR is going to make make it so that like if you have a, a TV like ours, it's going to make the games run smoother. So like huh, okay. for example, Ratchet and Clank runs at a smooth 60 at performance. This time it'll knock it out to make make it so that it's it's running at a smooth like 93 or 94. So you're getting at, uh, extra frames attached okay. to the console itself. Let me see if I got the update. Because everybody's like, oh, yeah, I got the update. Yeah, I got it yesterday. It's just, this is amazing. I feel alive again for the first time <laughs> in my life. And I'm like, okay. I will still be on the camera. Like, if if I send out a tweet going, oh, my God, I see the difference. Yeah, see, I still don't have it. Come on, guys. Come on. Um, I'll let don't you guys know. know who we are. Come on now. I know, right? PlayStation podcast made by the place for the place. Get it right. All right. God. Uh, PC Gamer reports Sony is hiring a senior director of PC planning and strategy in its global office in San Mateo, California. Hmm. I applied, Kyle. You think I'm going to get it? I hope so. Cool. Because I wrote it in crayon. I said, I, and it's, it's not even a resume. It just says, I deserve this. Uh, that beats the way I, I wrote mine. Yeah. I, I wrote mine like uh, I have a hostage. I cut <laughs> letters out of magazines. <laughs> like, holy shit, I think we need to do something here. It says, bring back resistance, you cowards. <laughs> Oh, God. Lord Corgi writes, VRR is finally rolling out to PlayStation 5, and I cannot wait to use my LG C1. That's right, OLED. Uh, I'm impressed that Insomniac already has their PlayStation 5s ready to utilize VRR, but not surprised since, oh, my God, come on, guys. They're a banger slinger studio. Okay, I, I see the second word. I approve it now. My question is, what game would you like to see patched and implement? and VRR. I'm hoping Horizon gets patched and Elden Ring would be nice as well to smooth out the frame rate issues, but I have the plat, so I will not revisit the game. Oh, sorry, until uh, DLC or if and when DLC drops for it. Man, Elden Ring needs it. Yeah. Because, uh, listen, for a 9.7 out of 10, that game sometimes runs like it's, it sure does. Um, I see those frame drops, man. It yeah. is. It is as much as I love it. It is my game of the year. It is not stable. 
Yeah. So it definitely needs something there. Uh, this this question by Lord Corgi just reminded me. I, I should probably go back to Horizon pretty soon. Yeah. It's time. Point. Maybe maybe this weekend. I think I'm going to go for the Platinum in Horizon first. Um, the, over the weekend, I think I could I could bang that out. It's going to be ho- uh, easy. I think Elden Ring is probably a summer thing. Okay. I'm going to try to Platinum. Uh, nobody saves the world, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that's Wait. it. Uh, hey, Kyle, question. Yes? Oh, sorry. We didn't answer his question. What 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 other game oh, would you like game? to see VR uh, support? Mm. Oh, I got one. Uh, go ahead. See your other one. <laughs> How about for the love of all that is holy, for the love of all things PlayStation, why can't we get a 60 frame patch for Bloodborne? Why can't we just smooth it at the old Yarnum Bridge? Okay, why can't we do that? Because you're gonna sell it to me again. That's what I and I'm gonna buy it again because I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker, and I'm gonna like if you give me a whole new like trophy set. Oh God. Oh, don't do that. I, oh. Mine, mine is sitting pretty at 100. percent Please don't. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Put a fork in me. I'm done. Uh, hey, Kyle, are you holding on to something? Yes. Prepare the drop. Here are the latest deals and deals coming to the PlayStation storefront. Uh, April 25th, Research and Destroy comes out on PlayStation 5 and PS4. Stride comes to PlayStation VR. On April 26th, we get The Serpent Rogue on PlayStation 5. Gas Gizzlers Extreme Yeehaw! Oh, I'm sorry, that segment's coming up soon. Yeah, it's a minute. (laughs) On PlayStation 5, and also, I doubt you're going to be guzzling any gas. It's like six bucks a gallon. Come on, slow your roll there, guy. April 27th, sorry, that joke didn't land. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt on PlayStation 5. I'm actually pretty excited for this game. We're going to give it a try. Yeah, it's free. It's a battle royale. Oh, it is free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a $60 version that's oh, like okay. Out of my price range. With like yeah. skins and stuff, probably. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe on PlayStation I'm 5 and PS4. I'm excited about that one. How much is that? Oh, I don't know. Let's yeah, search it up. Search it up. Speaking of looking up things and searching stuff, on April 28th, Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1 on PlayStation 4 and House of the Dead remake on PlayStation 4. There's no way that game's going to be good, guys. Uh, just Stanley Parables, $24.99. House of the Dead, if you don't have like light gun support, why are we even playing this game? Also, that had a Switch exclusivity of about two weeks. Did it really? <laughs> it, yeah, it was a Switch exclusive for about two weeks. Oh, boy. All right, here's one. I, I see you highlighting Waifu Impact. Yep, here's the last one. Is that a fighting game? I don't know, man. Waifu Impact comes out of PlayStation 5 and PS4. Get your body pillows ready for Impact. <laughs> oh, that Waifu should be the Impact pitch. is a third-person shooter, immersive single-player game, and a paradisiac deserted island. Equip yourself with a water gun and unlock all the waifus. Oh. It's so hot, so why don't you come to Waifu Island? Oh, the cutest girls are waiting for you, so let's have fun. And the the, the, the thumbnail is exactly what you think this game is. Wow, the moment I saw water gun, I was like, okay. <laughs> this game, this game why, kinda, 
<laughs> kind of looks like a horny Fortnite. It's like third person. So uh, it's funny you say that because there's an article underneath of the, the search thing yeah. that uh, from a Nintendo Life. Uh, Gavin Lane wrote, uh, Waifu Impact looks like Fortnite cross Genshin Impact with more <laughs> bikinis and super soakers. Oh, my God. I'm seeing I'm seeing the gif. Um, oh, my God. Jesus. We have strayed far, far away from the good Lord. <laughs> what are we doing here? Listen. You, hey, you like know what? It? For maybe Road Go to Greatness, it. that should be a game the community votes on. You know what? We're talking about that on the Patreon show. Because <laughs> I don't feel comfortable. All right. Kyle, it's time. Joe, what are you playing? Uh, Mom, don't come in. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be like 12 all over it. Mom, <laughs> I said you have to knock. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Why are you sweating? I played a really intense game. <laughs> Do you see the sock on the doorknob? <laughs> oh, God. It's time for our last segment of the night or show. It's the Sony Pony Express. Yeah. That's right, that's right. Gavin, or sorry, Gav Williams. Kind of like Mr. Hanky there for a second. Hi, ho. Hi, neighbor. <laughs> Gavin Williamson writes, "What's your personal favorite looking PlayStation Ooh. console? Love them all, but the PlayStation Two." either laid down or stood up with the spinning PS logo was always the best looking in my opinion. Keep up the great work as always guys. Thank you, Gav. Uh, PS2 is a great choice. PS2 is a great choice. I love the PS4. Yeah. I love the slanted nature of the, of that console. Yeah. I think it looks really sleek. I remember coming out. I was like, Ooh, that's different, but I like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think PS4 to me is, and like the standard with the gloss, just don't touch it. Oh yeah, don't yeah, just don't, don't, don't touch, touch it. it. Set it and forget it, like Ron Popeil. Exactly, and then you just blow the dust away with an air gun. Yeah. All right, don't you dare touch. Even that's gonna scratch it. <laughs> exactly. But it's just for the moment. It's beautiful. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I, I think PS4 to me even well, I think right afterwards would be the PS2. And then I don't know why, but I really do love the slim PS3. Not super slim. Slim PS3 is great. Yeah. Super slim is garbage. Yeah. But like, I I actually think that may be the worst looking console because like you push open the tray and it just felt clunky. Yeah. It, it really felt like, hey, listen, we don't want to spend any money making this thing. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> super cost effective. Uh, Marcus O'Neill writes in a question for Kyle. Oh, that's all right. me. Are there any games you saw at PAX East that were coming to PlayStation that we should be excited for? Thank you for writing in, Marcus. Yeah, thank you, Marcus. Um, so, yeah, there were a bunch, but I'm only going to pick a couple. Okay. Um, uh, shout out to Souls games. There are a lot of Souls games coming yeah? out. There's one in particular. It's not coming to PlayStation, mm. but it's like a satire on Dark Souls 3. Ooh. And it makes fun of itself, but it plays exactly like a Souls game. It's, okay. it's called The Last Year of Nostalgia. Like nostalgia, but with an extra A at the end. I like it. Um, and you play as like a vector stick person. And that's your that's your character. It's pretty cool. Uh, but as far as games coming to PlayStation, mm -hmm. I mean, come on. Turtles Shredder's Revenge is <laughs> everything we want it to be and more. It is so much fun to play. It looks gorgeous. The devs were talking to us while we were playing how 
they wanted to make it look like the old turtles action figures and toys okay. like aesthetically and totally can see that in in the game um did not get to listen to it because the the headphones weren't working but like the original voice cast is there um no the, way. everybody all the all the original voice cast is is in the game and back for it even shredder uh, yeah dude he said everybody so i'm assuming everybody damn, 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 um damn, damn. yeah it's it's a ton of fun yeah. it's great I've, i'm happy it's on our fantasy critic team yeah just saying just saying Sean. Um, you should be worried just, just saying you know what it, you, should, you have a lot of waifu body pillow <laughs> in your in your lineup is what i'm saying xbox drive uh um i'm gonna the second one i'm gonna shout out is a game called cult of the lamb okay um it plays this cute little sheep and who gets sacrificed by some demon oh, shit. Uh, and the demon uh, and then another uh demon was like oh not today and brings you back and gives you its crown and it's your job to uh get your own cult and overtake the demon that killed you in the first place. Oh my God. This game um, looks awesome. And it, Joe, it plays like Hades. Really? Yes. It plays like Hades. It, 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 Yo, this art I, style is popping. Art style is great. Music oh is God. great. Uh, so yeah, it plays like Hades where you have specific rooms to go to certain power-ups and weapons. Is it a roguelite? I would say yes, although I didn't die. So, like, humble brag. So, I don't know what, <laughs> what carries over and what doesn't. Uh, but the, the twist on it is once you get your cult members and you indoctrinate them, yeah. it then becomes into, like, a... Um, like, like a city a, builder? Uh, yeah. So, like, you're building up your settlement and you have to make sure they are fed and and well taken care of because you love them because they're your cultists and and you have to get supplies while you're running through the dungeons to bring back to them so that you can build things and every cultist gives you buffs and debuffs like it's very deep it's very good it's a devolver joint oh you know wait for it honestly this looks can't wait for it this this game looks incredible like the art style just the cover art alone is like you see this lamb and it's very it's like it's like what if we made demonic crap like chibi exactly yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing hopefully this year thing and then the last one i did play truck tiomi it was there beautiful I think there was an issue with the station where there's like input lag. Okay. Uh, because it just something was a little off mm. and I couldn't put my finger on it. So it, it's gorgeous. I dug the, the sound design and everything. Um, but I'm, I'm a little, little worried okay. a little bit, but okay. the last one I'm going to shout out is evil West. Okay. Evil West is the, it's from, um, Oh my God. The developers from shadow warrior three, uh, oh. wild, wild, Wild Flying wild hog? hog, I think. Yeah, Wild Flying Hog. Flying yeah. Wild Hog. Uh, and Focus um, is is publishing. Um, that that busy, man. Oh, they're very busy. Yeah. Very, yeah, they're also uh, co-developing Trek to Yomi. Oh, wow. So they're very, very busy. Yeah. But Evil West, you play as cowboys in a vampire world yeah. where they call vampires ticks, which I love. Mm. Uh, the voice acting is great. And it's like a third person over the shoulder, just really gory, fun, 
Uh, I'm trying to think of a, a game to compare. To. You know what? It reminded me of Gears of War. I was going to say, it kind of felt like when I when I was taking a look at some of the gameplay, it's like, yeah, that third person, like, over-the-shoulder camera view of yeah. of Gears, so it's, it's close to your character. Yeah. Or even, like, The Order 1886. Yes. But it's also playing, to me, what it seemed like um, Warhammer um, Space Marine. Oh, sure. So yeah, like yeah. I'm I'm that is a game I'm very interested in. I Joe, I was playing it, I was like, Joe is gonna love this game. Nice. Nice. It's very, very good. All right. All right. Yeah. I, dude, you've played a lot, man. I'm and yeah. honestly, I'm I'm excited for it all, man. You 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 definitely sold me out Cult of the Lamb, that's for sure. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. All right, we got a question in from Tim off. All right, Tim. All right. You ready? You ready for this? How's your son doing? How's can we can can we let I got this your bleep son button listen? just for him? Is that allowed? Is that allowed? Let us know. Uh, I've been waiting to buy PlayStation 5 since I've been able to play everything I wanted to on my perfectly fine PlayStation 4. However, if I want to play Forspoken, I need to buy a PlayStation 5 before that game releases. Here's my question. Do you think Sony will come out with a PlayStation 5 Slim slash Pro? If so, when do you think that will hit? Should I wait for that and play Forspoken on PC? How about this one? Should I wait for a themed PlayStation Five, like a Ragnarok PlayStation Five, if we're if we're if you think we're getting one? Uh, what would you do if you were in my shoes and didn't have a podcast to worry about? <laughs> um, I would just say go for it. I don't think the pro, like I think we're gonna get like a quote unquote slim and a quote unquote pro model two years out. Yeah. Um, they're gonna make this this. They're making the chipset back bigger so that they can make more of these. Um, I I don't think we're going to see a pro model soon mm-hmm. uh, but you will see one because this again i think this generation is going to be as long as the 360 and ps3 one was yeah and i, I don't think on on that note i don't know if they're in the the realm of making themed consoles anymore yeah i think maybe they'll make custom faceplates, but i don't know if you'll get an actual dedicated console that's based on a game anymore yeah. and like you can play it on on PC for smoking on PC, Tim. But like I'm a sucker for trophies, and I would never ever say sacrifice that. that. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Um. For. Yeah. I. I don't. I. I don't think they're never happening. I think like you're gonna get a Spider-Man PlayStation Five. I don't think they're in the. I don't think they're able to because of the supply constraints. That's fair. I bet. I bet they definitely wanted to, but they have problems with pushing these consoles out to begin with. They. They really want to sell these things. So. Yeah, I, I think I think you're still gonna get a, a basic white one, but yeah, yeah, go for it. I'll, I'll be a bad yeah, influence. Those, Your kid doesn't those, need to eat, okay? <laughs> are those faceplates up for order yet? The not different yet. color ones? They're not. Some of them. I think the black plates are, but nothing. Uh, no, no, the blue and pink one, pink ones aren't yet. Mm-mm, which okay. is a bit of a bummer. That's. Yeah. I'm looking for my notes for something. Oh, never mind. Don't worry about it. Drellish writes in, what is the likelihood of the PlayStation PC strategy to consider the integration of PlayStation trophies to their games? There would be. I got excited. <laughs> oh, man. There might be a possibility to develop separate trophy lists if players want to experience a particular game on PC. Would there be also the chance to hook players into the PlayStation ecosystem who are new to their games? Man, I'd love I, that. I love that, but it's just called Steam achievements. Yeah, Steam stickers. We're calling them now. 
Yeah. Yeah, just Steam stickers, which they didn't call, like, they're just achievements over there. You're uh, missing off. Like, you're missing out on the opportunity of having s- them called stickers. I truly believe that, Valve. Get me on your branding. I'm going to fix this whole ship. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. And I don't think Sony, just for for achievements, are going to put, like, a back-end. Because, like, Xbox has, like, if you want to play Minecraft, you're, you got to go through, like, Xbox Live still, which is weird. But I mm. think that's strictly because of how that game is set up. So I, I don't think PlayStation is going to go through the trouble just to add trophy support in. But I maybe could see them doing their own PC app one day, and maybe that's how they yeah. integrate it. But I don't know. That said, Sertonis writes in, Hello, gents. Uh, I hope you're both well. Uh, this question is, which game do you like more, Horizon Forbidden West or Elden Ring? Really a question about whether you prefer story over systems. I recently started playing Elden Ring, and just like Bloodborne, the systems uh, and the systems are tight, and the combat pulled me forward into wanting just a little bit more, but the story and side quests are basically unmemorable. Horizon didn't have that kind of tight systems in combat, but the main story brought me near tears multiple times, and some of the side quests will remain for me uh, will remain with me for a long time to come. Ultimately, my preference is story, is what made God of War uh, supplant Bloodborne as my favorite game of all time. And while neither Elden Ring nor Horizon will take over that spot for me, which one is my game of the year will come down to basically story over systems. I'm right there with you, Sir Tonus. Uh, I platted Elden Ring because I genuinely could not stop thinking about it. And yeah. I, I, I wanted, I felt like a game where if I walked away, I would never be able to come back and pick it up. So mm-hmm. I, I wanted to make sure I finished it. And when I got all three endings, I was disappointed by all three. Mm-hmm. I didn't dig any of them from a story perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's my thing with these Souls games. I feel like I don't dig deep enough into the lore for the story to really attach itself to me yes it's fun to play but i like i like stories and games so like horizon right now is my preferred game okay. of the year so far okay um for me i'm I, I don't know man i i think there has to be a balance of the two like i think one of my favorite stories last year was guardians but i think the systems in returnal was just so yeah so uh-huh. good that i was just like it's returnal it, it's obvious it's returnal mm-hmm. um but at the same exact time returnal had a story that is amazing and yeah it it was it was kind of cryptic in a way that like from software games are but even then it was still palatable to the audience like you still yes. at least had your theories as to what was going on where mm-hmm. i do understand this critique of eldering games where or sorry, from software games where they are a little bit too cryptic for their own good. Um, so I totally understand that criticism. When someone's like, I, I don't like them because I can't understand what's actually going on. I totally get that. And when people like get their, like I saw, I saw one person like, oh yeah, I watched the Vati video uh, videos, which you should watch. His voice is just amazing. Him. He's fantastic. Yeah. But they're like, oh man, there was just, this story is incredible. It's like, was it really though? Or like is Vati video a great auteur? Like this, like this guy. Sure, yeah. You know, yeah. So, that's the thing. Like watching YouTubers who are deep in the lore, yeah. talk about these characters and their relationships with which with each other, 
I'm like, oh, that's super cool. I didn't get any of that while I was playing the game. Yeah. And I think that's a really fair critique. Um, so yeah, I, I could, I I could totally understand to me, it really comes down to, there has to be this balance between systems and gameplay. And one will always supplant the other. Like for me, the story of the last of us is probably why I'm playing the last of us more than just the systems, though. I feel like the systems are great. It's just the story is, is so much better. Mm -hmm. Whereas like Ghost of Tsushima, the combat outweighs the story for me but the story is still great which yeah, i, f- I forgot right. to put it in the show notes today kyle have you seen this have you heard about this ghost of tsushima and the island of tsushima i saw this yeah. i'm going to have crossover merch so if you visit the island you get ghost of tsushima merch so my only question is when are we going i don't know but i need to go now <laughs> you know hey patreon just saying <laughs> should we just make a tier of uh, a ticket to Dennis japan tsushima <laughs> That's a ten thousand dollar a month goal. Get us a Sushima. Oh God, yeah, man, dude, I really want to go. I really, really want to go. And I, I, that game is incredible. I could have a podcast just all about that. Uh, also, just real quick, yeah. Have you seen like the Last of Us set photos? Oh yeah. Oh my God, I, I, oh, I can't yeah. wait. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait to yell at Pedro Pascal. Uh, Yuna, <laughs> Yuna writes in, Hey guys, hope you're both doing well. So I had to put God of War down for a bit because after playing some open world games like GTA 5, jumping into another one was kind of not a good idea. So I went into the, some JRPG goodness with Ooh. Tokyo. Oh, oh God, I got this. Tokyo Zandu EX Plus. All right. I've never heard of that game. It sounds like a math problem. Tokyo plus Zandu. Times X plus Pythagorean theorem. It's like PEMDAS. Just say PEMDAS again. Uh, my question this week is actually about PSN cells. And that is which ones are your favorite ones throughout the year? The Golden Week sale just started today. It's one of my favorite ones, mainly because it falls during my birthday. <gasps> Yuna, gosh darn it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Bud. Oh my God, May 3rd. Everybody wish Yuna in the Discord a happy gosh dang birthday. So I always get a game from it. So what says you guys? What sales should everyone look out for over the year? I I mean, it's probably because I run the show, but I'm always looking at uh, at sales. So like to me, all of them blend together. (laughs) So I I can't tell you which one off the top of my noggin is like my favorite one. But I always feel like the summer sales are 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 the ones to go for. Like the ones in June, that's where I got like Assassin's Creed Odyssey for ten bucks, and that was one of my favorite games, o- open world game. So also, real talk, Yuna, this game looks really cool. Yeah, let me see. Yeah, it it gives me uh, Persona vibes a little bit. Oh really? Okay, let me see. Yeah, we got here. Copy. Paste. Oh, it's cool. Uh, yeah, I think summer sales is a great one. Like around E3 time, summer game fest time are always great. Game awards in December is also a great sale time. Um, I think that's when you got a bunch of stuff for like under five dollars yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, there's also whenever PlayStation does like an indie sale, I'm really looking forward to. because uh, I just have a full wish list of just indie games on PlayStation, and hopefully a bunch around there, and I can just snag them. Oh, this is anime, anime stuff. Oh, I'm looking it's at. very, it's very anime, but it yeah. does look very cool. 
I'll get my body pillow out for that, sure. Oh, uh, you have one? <laughs> of what character? Uh, uh, it's Garrus from Mass Effect. Shut <laughs> up! <laughs> I was going to say Brock from God of War. Oh, God, yeah. Brock and you, you flip it over and it's Sindri on the other side. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, dude, I would unironically get a Garrus body pillow. Are you kidding me? That's Garrus hilarious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Garrus is the ultimate man. He's the bro for life. All right. 85 Marauder. Hey, guys. I just had a random question. And instead of anything related to the news of the week, what's, what's a game which you know will never get a sequel, but you still want one? Personally, I'd love a sequel to Sleeping Dogs. That game is entirely underrated. The story is great. The gameplay is fun. However, since the studio that developed the, developed it got shut down, that'll likely never happen. Keep up the great work, you guys. Huh. Bloodborne. Oh, I got an easy one. Yeah. It's still not out of the realm of possibility. I got one that'll hurt you. We continue. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, give me Order 1887. Yes. Where is that sequel? Right? They they set it up perfectly. Resistance 4. <laughs> it's coming. Okay. Gusto. Confidence. Confidence. You're right. Uh, no, but thinking? like now, Ready to Dawn, I think is making VR stuff for Meta. I think yeah. so. Uh, that game is never coming. Which I, I did not tell the audience this. I, maybe I did. I don't know. I forget. I got a. I got a quest. Oh, you did. Yeah, I got a quest. I'm pretty actually impressed with it. Like it's a it's pr- it's pretty fantastic. Yeah, like I'm. I miss mine every day. I, I'm kind of blown away by what it's able to actually achieve with just the headset. Yeah, so, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sh- every day I'm shying away from shoes light, and it's concerning. I <laughs> know oh, I can't wait for the PSVR too because that's when like I, this is strictly for Beat Saber. Like there's oh, yeah. not no other game that I'm even remotely interested in. It's just Beat Saber. I got the Lincoln Park track. I got what else? The Fallout Boy track. Um, and then I think the next track I'm getting with my next paycheck because Gaga is queen. I'm gonna get that Gaga. Yeah. Sweet. Anyway, other than Lady Gaga being able to step on my chest anytime she wanted to, just crush me to oblivion. Oh. Um, the game that I would want to get a sequel, but probably wouldn't. I had one that came to mind. Oh, dude. Insomniac's wizards. Like They're just so talented. Yeah. They're probably not working on this game, but it, it is to me the one that got away. Not Fuse 2. You sadistic oh, sons I of know. guns. I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Sunset Overdrive. You own the IP. It's yours. Dude, I would kill for a remaster on PlayStation yeah. 5. Yeah. Just just port that baby over. Absolutely. Because the Xbox folks, listen, I'm gonna do- I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna clown on you guys for a second. Did not appreciate that game at all i remember looking at when, when the real ones did the real ones did yeah but most of you clowns didn't even give it a shot because it wasn't on game pass because game pass didn't exist yet mm-hmm. so i remember looking at e3 going wow it's crazy bungie's on sony stage and insomniac is on microsoft stage mm-hmm. what is going on mm-hmm. i love i love 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 that love that game uh, and it, it, it needs some love on PlayStation. And I mean, they're even in Ratchet and Clank. Spoiler alert. In some shape or form, you get to shoot something out of, you know. Yeah. So it's just, it's, 
Yeah, give me that. God damn it, Somnia. Confidence. Gusto. Gusto. Confidence. I like how both things that we really want just then are from the same studio. <laughs> it's not like they don't have enough on their plates already. Yeah, it's not like they're making a Wolverine or a Spider-Man. Exactly. Or, again, Confidence Gusto. That Marvel IP. That mystery yeah. Marvel IP. Who knows? Um, multiplayer. All right. Kyle. Hi, Joe. bud. Hi, bud. Honestly, I think this was a great episode. I, you were on yeah. fire. Why? Uh, why do you say that with, like... You're surprised. I mean, I, no, I'm not surprised. I'm just, oh, okay. I thought this was really great. I, I the, the energy's back. You know, Dash yeah. was great, but he was like diet Kyle. I needed the full thing. You know, you, you need all the, the empty calories that exactly. I come with. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, is there anything you'd like to spotlight before we head on out of here? Sure. I like to spotlight myself, Mr. K Step, on Twitter and pretty much everywhere. Uh, follow all the indie game coverage that we did at PAX East over at 61indie.com. That's S I X O N E I N D I E. Uh, we have, we did a podcast every day of what we played that day. That's on uh, podcast services. If you search six, one IndieCast, as well as some really great write-ups from our writers who were there, Harry and Justin, um, highlighting the games that they truly loved, including uh, a very bloodborne esque 2d, uh, souls game called moon scars, which looks cool. Okay. So yeah, go check all that out over at 61indie.com. All right, there you go. And you can find me over at Mr. Badbit on Twitter. You can find the show over at PS Trophy Room. You can support this show, and it'd be amazing if you did, over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. We have some really big plans. We have some really big dreams that we want to hit this year. And it's literally coming down to Patreon. Uh, it's the reason why I'm not selling you a hairy shaver. It's the reason why I'm not telling you to go out there and buy a sofa that comes in a box or how you could get therapy online. No, you go see Jose for that. Okay. He's going to fix you right up. No. <laughs> Patreon. It's the reason. It's the reason why we sound so good. I literally, Kyle, people were shocked. They're like, you spend close to a thousand bucks keeping the show sounding good, looking great, being on good podcast feeds. Like, yes, absolutely I do. The editing software, the cameras, the mics, all of it is because of your funding over at patreon.com slash PS Room. And I pride myself on being one of, if not the best sounding podcast out there. It's literally because we put the time, the effort, and the funds of making it so. So it really does mean a lot over at patreon.com slash PS Room. And we have some really fun, cool changes that we're going to be bringing to Patreon starting this week it's gonna be a whole lot of fun so you can find all that stuff if you're a patron over at patreon.com slash ps trophy room and also almost forgot to say kyle joe we hit 300 reviews on spotify 302 at this point in time but we're not stopping at 300 nay now the march is at 400 get us there y'all Please, it really does yeah. help us out. Follow us on Spotify. Uh, rate us five stars on Spotify. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. Rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us out. It's also something that we pay for is our RSS feed. We don't use the fee- the free feeds because Apple doesn't like it one bit. So we, we really put in the time, the effort to really make all this stuff happen. And it's awesome to see all y'all saying, hey, listen, I don't have a dollar right now. But here's a five-star Spotify review, or here's a five-star Apple review. It really does help us out. So with all that said, 
with all that out of the way, everybody, we love y'all. Keep your what's about you. Keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation. See you guys. Bye. Love you.